Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. If you're new here, I'm sorry. Get ready for some bullshit. My name is Brent. I'm your host. This show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs. And with me today, I have the lackluster, the slightly less than mirror sheen, Nicholas Awesome Sauce Gander. What's happening, brother? Uh, I mean, it's quite an apt description. So. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, right? Uh, just live with it. I accept just, it. Just accept it. Wallow in your mediocrity. I, I revel in it. Hmm. Just, just. I don't want to go. I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to go um, to a weird place, Nick. I'm not going to go there today. Um, so it's it's not a review show. So that means, uh, as per our normal uh, arrangement these days, there we're just gonna freeform this shit. Shit the shit. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Um, people seem to like it, so this is what we're gonna roll with. Um, now. Before we get started here, I guess we can just get started because there's no, like, actual content to get to. So, um, I guess I got a few questions I want to pose your way. Do you want to do, like, my questions or do you want to do, like, the what we've been playing first? I mean, we knocked the questions out. All right, because I just had, like, I was just thinking about it the other day. Uh-huh. And it was really weird. Are these, like, uh, like, life questions? No, 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 no. This is game-related. Um, okay. Like, because right. it, it, I was, I was saying a little bit pre-show that uh, it's a busy time of year for me, um, and uh, just basically kids' birthday uh, or Thanksgiving, kids' birthday, then in Christmas, like it's kind of all clustered together right there in November and December. But uh, are there any games that you tie, like, have like a uh, connection to other things like a time of year or a specific like food like is there something are there any uh like anything that triggers memories of specific games in that way for you uh the only thing would probably be games i got as gifts for christmas okay. like golden sun or five fantasy tactics or Groundlands or generations i got button kaidos as christmas gift once too uh that's mainly it. Okay. And that's that's completely fair, because I think I've asked you this question before, but, um, like, for instance, I just got a couple examples. Like, um, for some reason, I have always have a strong urge to play, uh, like, Zelda titles, so specifically, like, Link to the Past or whatever. Like, I have a strong urge to play that around, like, June, July. I don't know why that is. That's just a thing. And then uh, this time of year, like around like the period from not not necessarily Christmas or Thanksgiving, but like that early December, late November uh, time frame for me is tied strongly to, weirdly enough, Final Fantasy twelve of all games. Um, okay. Because like I can I have strong memories of like playing like my playthrough where I went back to play it and beat it was around that time of year where uh like i was starting and like the uh around the time like my parents would have been or i would have or i was i don't really i just remember like i can like i sit down to like the opening cutscenes of final fantasy 12 like i always have like an olfactory response where i can smell like thanksgiving dinner it's weird um all right and then like just the sort of late stage like i can uh for some reason, I strongly relate to, like, hearing, like, Christmas music playing on the radio because, like, I just think that was on the radio around the time I was doing a lot of those, like, the in-game hunts and stuff. Um, there's just weird, like, I have a, a, a few weird connections 
like that um like uh late summer like final fantasy tactics every year i would just want to play final fantasy tactics like like because i guess it's because like uh for like three or four years there maybe even more maybe maybe even close to five years like i had like a half dozen games like i beat every year on this cycle it feels like maybe that maybe they became strongly tied to the time of year in which I played them. I don't really know how to explain it. I'm just curious if anybody else out there like uh, like has any strong ties to times of year or specific foods. Like, you know, like maybe that you got fucking food poisoning when you were playing X game and then, you know, you think of it every time you play that game. Uh, since we, we do a lot of revisiting games, we don't do a lot of... Uh, we do play new games, but we do a lot of revisiting games. So I'm curious, is anybody in the um, listening audience on Discord, just let me know if you have any weird, um, I guess, like memory connections like that. It just I, Maybe it's just how my brain works. I don't know. Maybe Nicole might have some connections like that. She was really good at like connecting things to places and times and whatever the fuck she does in her brain. But uh, definitely not me. I think I'm more of a... Like I guess I'm a by the numbers type of dude, where it's or like in the this, moment. Who knows? I guess that too, but I don't really. I don't know that I can ever. I have any kind of olfactory or like oral cues attached to any of my memories. That's like that's like the weirdest thing, right? So, uh, like a lot of these are related around certain periods of time, um, but it is the time of year, so. For Christmas, for Christmas instance, it's always like ham, right? You have ham at Christmas, like that's a thing. And uh, my uncle, my great uncle, only ever saw him on Christmas, okay? But he smoked like the strongest fucking tobacco pipe that you like. You walked into my grandmother's house, you could just like it would just hit you that like this pipe tobacco smell. So from from that point, like I don't know what it is, but if I smell someone smoking pipe tobacco, I taste ham. Like in my mouth, yeah. is that not the weirdest fucking thing? It could be worse. You could be tasting like shit or something. Yeah, I guess you could be tasting the tobacco smoke, is what you could be tasting. But um, I don't know. Like I've got a few things like that. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's cool how your brain uh, wires things like that. I guess. I, I just, I just, I, I, I was thinking about it the other day, uh, and I, I figured I'd ask you to bring it up here and see if anybody on the Discord's got anything like it. I'd just be curious to know. Um, but the second thing is uh, I was on another Discord, right? And uh, we got into a little bit of a discussion about uh, Final Fantasy XV. You know, they were fans. We all know I am not. And uh, it was uh, a little combative. It was friendly combative, but it was combative. Um, and so, like, at the end of it, like, you know, I, I think my, my final, like, ranking puts fifteen somewhere in the lower midsection for all of the Final Fantasy games. It's, like, not in that worst, like, quarter or third, but it's definitely not in the top half, you know, um, kind of okay. area. So, um, but then I was like, all right, to be fair, all right, let's just, what are you guys, like, rankings, right? And they gave them, and the shit was in, like, the, like, the same place as mine. So, it's like... Wow. Well, there's... So it's this... obviously skewed in such a way that as a series they have probably placed it in a certain location, but then in the scope of the genre, they're like, oh, it's still a it's way at the top. The top. That's, this is where I was going to get to. 
um, is like, do you think us playing more than the average Joe RPGs sort of skews our take on what an average game is to the higher or to the lower? Do you think like it takes more for us to take it like, uh, like more of what people consider good games fall into our average category, or do you think um, like we? Uh, sort of more forgiving because we played more games like which way do you think playing more I games i definitely think it? we're we're harsher critics even if we don't intend to be mm-hmm. um and that is i guess due to like you said we've experienced so much that we might have or maybe it's a lack of bias where we recognize something that's been used so often or there's a some some beat and maybe we're jaded to the whole genre and we're just like well this was this did this, and I've seen this 20 million times before. They didn't particularly do it as well as this other type of game that we've played, so that's why we're giving it this type of score or what have you. And I guess it is because, um, like, again, we are genre-specific, right? We're playing exclusively RPGs, and there are a certain number of tropes that fall into that genre, right? So when we play a game, like, we see the same tropes kind of repeat themselves and are can be addressed or um, accomplished differently like the the same ends uh, come by different means or sometimes the same means uh, across the genre so we look for for what does it different and what does it best and um, I guess we we can see a lot of the repetition there it's like if you want to say review books but you're only going to review fantasy books like you're going to run into the same tropes 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 again so like it could be that you what you read and think is an average fantasy book and the scope of all books could actually be an above average book or game or whatever but since you're so used to the uh like the tropes of fantasy that it it seems less you kind of get where I'm coming at like this is just um no I know exactly what you mean like my internal monologue like if if everyone's putting it like in this this mid frame like where does my skewed sense of perspective come um and I don't mean specifically like on that game I don't even know I would say my sense of perspective my perspective is skewed it's just my own like we say you know all the time all this is subjective like my opinion isn't the ultimate opinion your opinion is the ultimate opinion but that's why everybody sucks your cock and not mine so um just kidding uh it is i was saying nobody likes my opinion (laughs) (laughs) Uh, actually i don't know i think i think i have the least the lesser popular opinion uh, at least according to our discord community um according to some people uh everything i suggest sucks and i'm only here to briefly explain story elements that's true that's true who said that is that a satanism that is a cujoism that's a cujoism what Mm. cujo dropped some heat Yes, he did. Oh, man, I must have missed this that. This like a month ago or something. I'm oh, like, man. damn. There's burn. so many people in the Discord now, I can't keep track of, like, I I can I pay attention to what the conversation is in front of me when I log in, and that's about it. That's that, like, like uh, there's a few people that keep track of the whole fucking thing, and yeah, kudos to you. Like, I got a compulsion. It's like new 50-plus new messages. I'm like, Fuck. So I scroll, 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 and then it's got that cut off where your, your last red message is, and I just go from there. Oh, man. Read down. That's that's aggressive. 
That's you, you like it must be like I, terror I have a commitment you. to being uh well this is what like I have a I used to play Ragnarok online pretty heavily and yeah. I I made a guild on that and um I quit playing and I like I gave the reins the captainship whatever the fuck it is leader position to somebody else who I was good friends with and I guess they didn't like being a leader because they gave it to somebody else who joined the guild and I came back to play the game like a year or two later. And I got back in contact with them, and they're like, "Oh man, this is the original guildmaster, and I don't know anybody in the fucking guild anymore." <laughs> and so I'm playing for a little bit and trying to like kind of integrate with these new people, and I never really quite do because I know I'm odd, but they take they make oddity like their fucking a reason to a, like reason to be. You know? Yeah, like, like uh, all right. That's like a they just, discussion. Like, yeah, like they, they embrace it to such a degree that it's off putting in a way. Like, I don't know how I would ever mesh with that because I, I do weird things and I'll say some weird things and have some weird thoughts. But I like to think that I'm pretty grounded and they are pretty much up in the clouds about fuck, whatever. And they do some weird fuck shit. Anyway, uh, I had like I had a website made. I had forums that I was in, so I went and checked all that stuff out. That, of course, all that shit was dead. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I made a, a Discord because I had quit the game again, and I got like an invite on Facebook or something to join the Discord. Like, ah, sure. So it's the first Discord channel I ever joined, and they talk so fucking much that I like the third day that I was in there, like I didn't check it very often. Like, I would go in and check it, like, once a day, and it'd be, like, plus a thousand messages. I'm like, I am, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to be able to do anything here. So, like, I would, like, talk a little bit, and, like, kind of my, my, whatever I said got lost in the ether, and nobody really conversed with me very often. So, I still have it on my Discord list. I haven't actually been in there in, like, two fucking years, but I feel bad to leave it. Just go sit there with that, that, that little white dot underneath of it. It's like... It's got, like... It's like the red box, like because they would do it like an everybody mention, uh, yeah, and it tags me in it. Is that my my box is like fucking hundred plus, and I'm like mm, whatever. I should just leave it because I don't like it's not like I talk to anybody anyway. But I don't know. It's like it's like a weird kind of nostalgia almost, okay. where I have this. It's a connection to a thing that you don't you don't play do anymore, right? Well, yeah, like it's like I have a weird sense of ownership into it because every time they see me, they're like, "Oh, Sajo, OG GM dude, whatever," and like I have this kind of celebrity status for no fucking good reason. I'm like, like I'll like, uh, I don't know. Last time I was there, I was like, "Hey, what's everybody up to?" And then some dude, I don't, I have no idea who the fuck he was. I don't know when he joined, but apparently he knew about me. I guess they talked something. I don't know. Maybe I left an impression on some people. They're like, "Oh man, is this the OG?" gm i'm like who who are you i don't know that's like all right so i understand like those pseudo weird reputation like moments are so weird because uh the vet clinic that i used to work at right i took basil in no boomer uh like a month or so ago and i didn't know anybody that worked there i still obviously know dan's parents and like one of the ladies that works in the rooms with the doctors but i don't know none of the receptionist chicks or nothing like that i just kind of walk in and i'm like all right i got boomer uh last name cornell and you're like they're like they're like oh are you that brent i'm like what <laughs> uh i mean i used to work here and so like 
they 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 like they're like oh yeah we heard all about you i'm like i hope you haven't from who <laughs> like i worked there for a year i don't know i should have zero reputation that precedes me yeah but it is what it is i mean i guess i don't know i guess it's something it's probably a mindset that i don't understand maybe you don't understand either because we don't talk about people very often we talk about concepts and uh, whatever media we enjoy, like hobbies, true. like I don't, I don't particularly. Uh, unless we're shit talking Glenn, I think that's the only time we actually talk about people, and that, even that's like briefly. Yeah. Or shit, shit talking people that have done stupid shit, but like as a whole, in general, things I, we talked about are, I would say, a higher level. Yeah. And I think the majority of people get their rocks off of gossip, and talking about people that used to work or whatever is a form of that, I suppose. I guess, I don't know, like, uh, it feels, it's just one of those weird things, I guess because every time we're talking about someone, we're talking about them negatively, because everyone's yeah. always like, oh, I heard all about you, my mind goes to, oh shit, somebody's been shit-talking me. Same here. <laughs> like... Every time somebody says that, I'm like, nothing good, I bet, and they're like, oh, no, 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 all great shit, and like, I... I don't nope. know that many why would you that... why would you come up to somebody and talk to them about me about anything great when I'm not there? Like I that I don't get. Like mm-hmm. it makes zero sense because I have not done enough good things in my life to merit a single discussion, let alone multiple so that you know me from name. You know what I'm saying? Like Well, it's kind of it's kind of like disappointing in itself because the things that we do, we take for granted that other people are probably like, "Wow, that's what's such a whatever great thing that they did or some shit and it's so mundane to us that we don't recognize it i guess like i guess like i guess that goes to like uh i guess i don't know i i I don't really know why it's a i got nowhere to go with it well no uh i guess it's because we we recognize how to do a job and we complete it yeah that's like a dude man i can't believe i forgot his name but it's because uh i once i left clay i stopped thinking about anybody uh, but you know, dude, man, uh, uh, boss of the maintenance or uh, the driver Mingy? dudes. Yes, Mingy. He, you were gone. You were gone for like four or five years, and he was always like, "Fuck, I wish I had Brent back." If he wants to pay me the right, I would. I would come tomorrow, but he's gotta. He's gotta pay me the right amount of money. Yeah. Uh, and like, but uh, last time I talked to one of those dudes, they are not paying them the money, so uh, not gonna see me around. Yeah, definitely not. So, I mean, that's the trick. Like, it's, I mean, that's kind of, like, it's a get, pol- I, I'm not going to get political, but I say it's of these dudes running these stores all the time. They're always like, like, I can't find any good help. You know, it's like, well, you're trying to pay somebody minimum wage to work a store in the hood. Like, yeah, what do you expect to get? Like, who do you think's going to, looking for that job? Nobody that's, you know, going to, you know, it's like that triangle. It's like, gonna show up uh not gonna steal and gonna do their job effectively you can pick two right yeah. like that's that's all you get i'm sorry about your business sir but that's that's which is that's just how it how it's gonna work and yeah <laughs> most people don't understand if you want quality you gotta fork up a little bit extra but it's all about that bottom line or whatever yeah so uh speaking of political last night oh, fuck uh, they, they're like uh Nicole's dad was like, uh, who y'all, y'all gonna vote? Or something about fucking politics came up. And my grandma's like, fuck Trump. Dad's like, I voted for Trump. He's great. And the thing that got me, he's like, I'm like, 
Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's whatever. Like, I guess he's done some okay stuff, but on the whole, he's kind of worsened the, you know, the appearance of America across the globe. Like, not that it was worth much anyway, but now it's definitely in a shitter. He's like, yeah, but uh, think of all the things he's done for us here, like, like gas. Like, what? Okay, what about gas? He's like, you know, the prices have gone down. Like, have they? Because the prices of my gas have been fucking two forty to like two eighty to like three twenty depending on the time of the fucking year, and that hasn't wavered since the year I've been up here. So, whatever. He's like, yeah, it's like $2 around here. I'm like, that's great. That's lovely. Um, I haven't seen anything below $2. I'm like, whatever. So, maybe it's just a thing around here. But gas up there definitely isn't isn't wavering in the way that he says it is. No, it's all all, um, bullshit. But, uh, so, I guess... I had another train of thought on the whole FF15 being the middle Final Fantasy for these people, but I don't really remember it now. So uh, I guess we can talk about like what we've been playing. Uh, Works for me. Uh, I've been playing... Uh, I mean, I'm basically done with Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm just waiting on you. I'm at the last fight. I hit level 99 today. I've been just farming out a bunch of stuff. Like, I'm going to... Um, like to get all the synthesis uh, recipes done, just weird like collectible trophy stuff. I'm obviously yeah. not going to hit them all. I'm going to give myself a couple more days and see what I get, see if I can beat all the replicant data and Sephiroth before I go fight uh, the last uh, bit of Ansem, and then I'm going to load up uh, Birth by Sleep. And then that's basically been most of my gaming. There are some things in addition to that that I've been playing that you'll cover, and I'll discuss that with you but most of my time has been kingdom hearts 2 because i just kind of got into this uh space where everything outside is uh so crazy like some kind of mindless grinding of synthesis materials was kind of like right in right in vogue for what uh my mood uh mood was so it, okay. uh, it was pretty good like i, I ha- i'm not minding it as much as i did the uh grind in kingdom hearts 1 I don't know, maybe it's because it's easier, because I didn't uh, play through on Critical. That could be why it's easier, for sure. Okay. Because uh, I... I I'll tell you to... what, though. Critical mode gives you... Bunch uh, of starts you off get... with too lucky, lucky. Uh, lucky yeah. where the fuck things are. So I've, I have synthesis materials out the fucking ass. Yeah, the only one... Like, the only ones that are... Um, been... Because, I mean, at this point, I have seven lucky rings, and... Like, but there's so, some of the stuff you need so many of them for. Um, okay. Like, because you only get, like, the manifest illusions take a lot. Um, like, uh, like, the low-tier stuff, like, you'll never use ever hardly any of them. It's, yeah. like, three or four, like, high-end ingredients that you need just, like, a fuck ton of. Um, so, like, Twilight Crystals, I'm trying to think, like, manifest illusions... Um, there's the two like you can synthesize, but um, like my biggest crux. So you have like these um, two special ingredient types to Kingdom Hearts 2.5. You have Remembrance and you have Tranquility. And Tranquility you get off of the uh, Mushroom Organization 13 Mushrooms. Okay. But that's kind of easy because the one in Agrabah, like you basically go in in final final form and spam Fireaga. 
right next to it and you can g- kill it in under 10 seconds and get the highest tier reward and then go back to nice. the world exit and warp back in because if you if you're in for those that don't know if you're in a form shift and you exit a world uh you come back your drive form is maxed and you can do it again um so that's basically how you grind a lot of your uh drive form leveling up and that kind of thing but um there's a mushroom there that you can get all the tranquility stuff you need it's just you can only get one per go so it's just kind of time consuming and then uh the other one that's taken a while is the remembrance crystal okay so remembrance is for the like there's a special cave in hollow bastion slash radiant garden that um, it's new to 2.5 where you can go fight the uh, replicant data of all of the absent silhouettes. So once you beat them once, you can go then again to fight all of the members of 13, Organization 13's data harder. They're harder versions of the fights. Um, and there are, uh, like, this a, like a puzzle cave that you have to traverse using your drive form skills to traverse the cave. Um, it's sort of gated by your drive form. Like the final one, you can't glide through the, the rings that you need to get through unless you have a max drive, uh, final drive kind of thing um, to get to the other platform to go into the last place. Got it. And there is one mob that drops the Remembrance Crystal, um, and there are only five? It's like five or six of them spawn. Uh, and just to give you a hint on the drop rate for the Remembrance Crystal, I have seven Lucky Rings. Um, all the Lucky Luckies equipped, minus the ones I'm missing from not playing in uh, Critical, but like the one on Sora, I think Goofy's got one, and they've been removed from the weapons in 2.5, so you can't use the weapons um, for the Lucky Luckies. But I got seven. And then I even did it once in limit form, which gives you two additional lucky luckies. Okay. If I kill all six, the most I have ever gotten a run is four. Hmm. And uh, you, you need, need a hell of a lot. You need a significant amount of them to make even all those lucky rings I had. So I have spent a lot of time farming these bastards, and there's a uh, heartless that spawns can spawn with them. So like when you enter the area, it's like one or two. Like it's either like a little mage guy, or a, um, one of the book mages. So not like the floating mages, but the one that rides around in the book. Okay. That you there's such a narrow window to attack it. It feels like it takes forever for me to clear a pack to get the next one to spawn. It's so when the the guys with the the book spawns pain in the ass but um like there's that and then there's twilight crystal which only spawns from sorcerer uh nobodies and the uh so if you're in the final area the world that ever was um there's only three i think it's like three or four that spawn in the entire length of that zone so nice. that's each of the individual maps. Oh, and to revisit the Remembrance Crystal thing, like, the the once you have fully explored that area, the area where that creature spawns for the Remembrance Crystal is, like, four screens away from the nearest save point. So it's not like a, you save. And it, it's like a whole fucking deal. Okay. okay. So, um, but the Twilight Crystal... Uh, like so the final like the world that never was there's only like four or five of them even with all my lucky luckies I think I get like one per every three I kill 
Now the most, the highest concentration of them is actually in the hallway between the save point, uh, in one of the hallways between the save point and where you go to get the remembrance crystals. However, that hallway has leveled up nobodies, and these nobodies take a while to kill. Like they have significant mm-hmm. health bars, and sorcerers are immune to all magic, so you can't just go in with stitch and just spam fucking thunder or fire and just wave your way through them and when uh and in there so you can i think you get about six sorcerers to spawn but they take uh a decent amount of time to kill through that whole hallway um but that's basically what i did is i it's basically went through that entire area get the try to get the twilight crystals from those guys and then go get some remembrance crystals from the next room and then drop down back out and it's kind of my loop and that's basically also how I level from like level 80 to level 99 to give okay. you an idea of how um how much there's just a there, bunch yeah. of weird materials that you can't like unlock on the vendor that are in weird places with only like one or two mobs that can kill them like the bright what is it bright gem is the worst because they only drop reliably from these aerial knocker creatures and the only place they show up in any frequency is the fucking Lion King world and there's two packs in the entire fucking place that spawn these bastards. Luckily it's in a zone next to a, a save but it just like if you go in and you kill those two packs and they don't drop anything and you're fucking back out and back in. Like, Damn. Because uh, uh, again I have seven lucky rings. <laughs> like it's everybody is maxed out on lucky rings except for I think Sora has one uh executive ring or whatever it is that gives you 30 AP or something stupid um, in the other slot but yeah no there's it's definitely it's not hard but it's tedious and I will say that about Kingdom Hearts uh, 2's post game as opposed to Kingdom Hearts 1 because Kingdom Hearts 1 while I felt uh, was more involved or more difficult like it was also more like like time consuming in the like it's more it was more skill reliant i could say like it was like you could fuck it up by by not reacting at the right time with certain yeah. stuff um kingdom hearts 2 is just all time and tedium like uh there's very few things um post game wise that require any level of skill it's all just tedious stuff like even uh the hardest fights in the game you can essentially out level because you can infinitely synthesize AP boost, power boost, defense boosts, and magic boosts. Yeah. It just takes time to get those ingredients. And you will, contrary to what somebody in another Discord told me, they're like, oh, you can't just like out-level those things. I'm like, yeah, you can. You get your power to about 150 and see what any of those fucking replicant datas have to do against you. And the answer will be nothing. <laughs> because nice. it, cause if you don't use any power boost, you level to 99. Like, Sora's strength is like 60. And, like, the d- damage difference in, like, adding a five or six strength accessory to a person is crazy. So, yeah. like, I go to 150 strength. I know because I've done this on another playthrough, and you will obliterate these fuckers. Like, Sephiroth, like, ha, 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 no. Like, if your magic's that high and you go into limit form, like, it's just dodge, 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 blow him up. Dodge, dodge, dodge. I think it takes, like... um like maybe half a dozen like getting off like a limit chain and he's dead okay uh, so it's you can you can outgrind the the difficult stuff in two so um it is what it is that's my spiel on uh my time in two what have you been playing nick uh go across nice. the board and uh we'll discuss each of them in in turn 
All right, I guess I'll go from the least controversial to most controversial. Okay. Um, so I don't. I didn't mention this uh, on the last episode, right? Because we didn't talk about what we've been doing, really. No, no. We we talked okay. about how terrible Chance yes. Memories was. Yeah. So uh, Dave, uh, Leo for I guess our silent Leo for the fuck it is mm-hmm. stupid asshole. Okay. In the in the Discord, uh, and I've been playing Smite pretty regularly together uh, most evenings. Okay, and Smite uh, is a third-person MOBA, right? It's kind of like... Correct. So it's, it's kinda... essentially, you take League of Legends, and instead of looking at your character like uh, from an isometric top-down mm-hmm. view, it's a uh, third-person... Like view. your typical action RPG uh, point of view. Yes, and it's if you thought League of Legends was skill-shot-reliant, you haven't seen nothing. Because uh, Smite takes skill-shot to the next fucking level. Like, you can't... It's like it's hard for me to aim on a lot of the uh, kind of get yeah, used to that, that, that weird double joystick thing that got going on. Like it's yeah. weird, bro. It's weird. It's not like like League of Legends. I think is a lot easier because you the can mouse. just point and click. Yeah, and you can you get really good precision there, and you don't have to worry about moving your character and and like aiming an attack simultaneously because you you click to move and you click to attack, and it kind of goes where you need it to go. And this, you're, everything is moving, and it's in a 3D plane, so you're moving your dude, you're moving your your point of view, and you're trying to get hits and shots off. And it's this weird thing you've got to get used to where everything's got kind of, moment, I don't know if it's like momentum to it or something, but you can, you can definitely miss an attack by a lot more than you thought you might have, and it's a little bit infuriating to kind of get used to it. Yeah, but, it takes, and I'd also say the effectiveness of a skill shot is also um, reliant on the telegraphing of the skill shot because a lot of heroes or gods in this game as they call it um, they have skill shots and you read it it's like oh it's a ton of damage but like the hero does this big elaborate like arms wide like getting ready to fuck somebody up and everybody around them knows that you just you gotta strafe out the way or do your thing yeah um, while others it might not appear to be too much damage but they don't also don't telegraph it a whole lot there's not a whole lot of charge to it so like that that goes into a big is way more important in uh this game than i would say league of legends is because you're you're, you're so much like focused on what the heroes are doing you can almost you get better at learning what spell they're getting ready to cast by the motion the god is getting ready to take yeah and it's very important because vision plays a huge role in this game like vision in league of legends is mainly uh do you do you have line of sight does anybody have line of sight in a lane or have you put a ward down in a jungle or in mm-hmm. a bush or whatever it's fog of and war this, vision then uh, yeah as opposed to field of vision Yes, so this you've got field of vision, and if you can see down a lane, you can see a dude. If you see if you see down the jungle path, you can see anybody that's standing there. There's no bush in the lanes in this, but there's also no vision 180 degrees fucking behind you essentially. Mm-hmm. So you can if you snuck the fuck up on. I have I have fucked so many people up, and there's also uh, there's in this. I don't think there's unit collision. Well, maybe there is, but it's not as bad as it is or as obvious as it is in League of Legends as it is in Smite because you can literally. You can jump somebody's ass from behind, and they will freak the fuck out and start backpedaling. And you move at half speed backwards, and all you got to do is just stand right behind them and keep wailing on them, mm-hmm. and you will fuck some dudes up. You will ruin some people's days because they're yeah, it's happened to me many times. Yeah, like they're they're backing up. You can't hit anybody because you're not looking at them. 
and it takes some time to kind of rotate your dude. And at that time, you're probably ran on him with all kinds of fucking abilities. It makes There's uh, effects flying, and it's uh overextending it's, it, is a big thing in Smite. Oh, yeah. Like it's a thing in League and Heroes and every other MOBA you've played, but it is way more a thing because of the the like it i don't want, i hesitate to say advanced but i'm gonna say advanced mechanism and camera movement that it takes to swing your character around and get the fuck out of danger uh like so if you're gonna commit to being in somebody's shit like you better be ready to be in their shit like there's not it, it there you have to have an estate plan you can you overextend you're dead it's not like league where you whip around and you've got like 13 blinks to get you the fuck out of town no yeah. sir the, there are another thing is a really big difference is like a spells in league of legends in this there's relics but you only get to pick one until you're like i think level 10 or some shit i don't really fuck yeah, I don't you get two relics. by the end but uh, they kind of mirror uh, similar skills. I, I haven't seen any that are offensive, but maybe I, I haven't looked that fucking hard either. Like, you've got, uh, like, there's Smite or some shit in League, and then the, the Fire one that burns people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in this, I, there's, like, a, a healing uh, AoE, there's a shield AoE, there's a teleport. Crowd control. Uh, there's some CC uh, removal. You can mm-hmm. move faster. Like, there's a couple different things. Um, but I don't ever find myself fucking using them. And that's... They're mostly utility, except for the teleport. I think that's the only one. I think that's the one I pick almost every time. Okay. Like the ability to get from one tower to another is pretty pretty significant. The one I pick is the movement speed one, and that's because they have the one that prevents damage for like two or three seconds. Okay. But you can't do anything. But by the time I'm in the shit getting my ass wrecked, I don't think about using the stupid fucking shield thing. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, anyway, usually. I'm getting ganks so hard that there's fucking 20 dudes around me wailing on my ass. And being alive for two more seconds isn't going to do anything because there's nobody on my team near me. And if I run down the lane for two fucking seconds, I haven't gotten any uh, like advantage over anybody else because they're still going to wail on my ass. Yeah. So. No, I, I, yeah, but, it's, 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 um, it's not um, the most balanced MOBA I've played, I feel. Um, but it's, I mean, it's fun. It's, I don't I, dislike it. Yeah. I, I have a mixed opinion on it because I've, sometimes I'll go through the gods and I'll look at some dudes and I'm like, this skill sounds familiar. And I'll play them and I'm like, this is a ripoff of so and so. Like, oh, there's, there's a, a lot Loki, of cloned, cloned. Like, Loki's, uh, I think, essentially like Shaco. Like, I've got some slightly different abilities, but I'm like, it's the same kind of dude. Uh, Athena is the same as uh, the one bitch you can jump. I can't remember her fucking name in League of Legends, but they got kind of a lot of similarities. But I guess that's what you have to do when well, you yeah. There's 90, a lot of archetypes in MOBAs. Characters. Yeah. Um, but my, it's just like any MOBA. Your team is going to make or break a game mm-hmm. because, like, uh, Dave and I have gotten some dudes that will just fucking carry the whole game. They'll wreck face. Then you get guys who don't play the. Like, I don't care if you play the meta, like as whatever, whatever meta character you pick for your role. But play your fucking role. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll have dudes that are like he'll call jungle and I'll call carry or whatever. And then you get like everybody on everybody else on the team either spams jungle or spams carry or they all pick the same like mage or some shit. And then they all run to the jungle. They all run to one lane, leave two lanes open, and you're yeah, like solo queue, my friend. That's that's like the what life. the fuck are you doing with your life? I don't understand this. That's that's all co-op. Uh, party yeah, that's everything. Making. Like that's just a thing. Like. 
that it doesn't matter if you're playing a team shooter, a MOBA, like that's just that's just even a standard is a fuck MMO. Like you you get some real shit baskets. Like uh like the big thing in fucking WoW is to queue up as a healer or a tank or as a healer. Specifically, not so much a tank because there's only two tanks in a dungeon uh, or a raid. So you can kind of tell somebody's fucking off. But healers, they like to join the queue in a healing spec. And as soon as they enter the dungeon, change over to DPS and DPS throughout the dungeon uh, instead of actually healing. And unless somebody goes and loads up the meters and sees who isn't healing, like they most of the time they don't get caught. Like okay. people will be wiping, like why the fuck are we wiping? And somebody will load up the meters, but ah, because we're only showing four healers when we're supposed to have five or some shit like that. Like okay. it's it's all over the place. People are trying to they they want to do what they want to do in the easiest, simplest, fastest way to do it, and uh, that's just the thing. And like I was saying pre-show, like I like Smite, and I would have played more Smite. My only thing is like that's like not a game I can play when the kids up. Like when I play with the kid, or when the kids up, um, because I gotta pay attention to what I'm fucking doing in Smite. I can't yeah. just like pause and look away, or go do whatever, I, or go play with her, or do whatever, and then come back. I actually gotta pay attention. And as I found out uh, one night this past week, because the first, very first match I played in Smite was like 35 minutes or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's like a typical like league match that's not bad and so like the next night i'm like all right yeah it's it's kind of late but i'm not sleepy yet i'm just gonna i'm gonna fucking play a match an hour and 15 minutes later uh like (laughs) i was like oh this is why i don't play mobas typically because something about a match taking an hour uh because then you're forever you're not getting rewards you're not leveling up you're just playing the same fucking stalemate for hour and it's not it's not it's it's great when you try to surrender and then you get the same two jackasses who don't want to surrender even though the enemy teams destroyed all your phoenixes and they're at the titan it's like it's over man (laughs) game's over just fucking quit please now the one thing, uh, my biggest gripe against Smite thus far, aside from that, the weird double joystick controls, because I really want to play the game with a keyboard and mouse. Like, so much want to play the game with a keyboard and mouse. Um, can you use that? Can is, you do that? I don't know if I could hook them up to the PS4 and use it. I mean, it is worth looking into, but I don't yeah. know personally. Um, but is the, uh, like, it's, and I kind of have the same problem with League, and uh, I don't like like player snowballing, right? Like I don't like that a character or one particular god can get three or four levels higher than everyone else on the map. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um, that's because they they outplayed you. I, the whole team. I I get it. I get that they they achieve that by means some some means, but. In Smite, in the same in League, like there is no. Well, it becomes at that point like a fair instead of a fair fight, you're playing on the defensive the whole time, trying not to. Get yeah, there's more no coming away. back from that early game aggression, and or even there is, there, you can come back. That you just got to rely on the rest of their team sucking ass and them kind of throwing away exactly. their early. Like, there lead. is no. And you go from like a thirty-minute game to like an hour-minute, hour-long game where you're trying to fucking 
even everything back out kind of thing and it sucks yes but i have played other games that just do better with that like team experience i feel is a much better solution to that mechanic like i don't know it just i don't i'm not a fan of the the snowballing and mobas when you have such a small team and it's kind of like basketball where like the the everybody on the team matters way more than a football team like you can have a few you know b grade players and still have an a grade team like basketball you got to have all great a grade players that have an a grade team and the same thing goes with a moba like you got to have all players on their shit to but again it is what it is i guess that's why mobas are better when you have like a, a full team of friends to play with yeah like solo queue is bullshit i don't play that fucking game I guess to kind of segue into the having friends to play with thing, uh, Fallout 76. Okay, so I haven't touched Fallout 76. I've seen the heat, but you said uh, that you're not having a, a, a terrible time. Is that so? That's correct. Uh, I'm, I, I guess I'll preface this by saying I'm not a Fallout fan. Okay. I'm not really a fan of Bethesda. I don't like their games because there's... Because they're they're the same game, just different kind of paint speckled on it. Like you get the same open world kind of bullshit. Maybe the systems, like combat systems, are different, and the plot obviously is different. But it feels it's the same engine, samey. Like you do some quests in Skyrim, and then you're left to go and do whatever the fuck you want in the game world. Same thing you do in Fallout Three. Same thing you do in Fallout Four. Same thing you do every fucking Bethesda game. You have your little intro. You can choose to follow the main quest if you like. Most people don't. There are plenty of people who have not beat any fucking Bethesda games. They just kind of roam around and explore wherever the fuck the world is. And that's fine. I have nothing against people to do that kind of shit. But then you get the same people complaining that Fallout 76 doesn't have a storyline. When it's 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 literally the same thing. It's you, everything you do with any other fucking Bethesda game. There's just no none of that bullshit plot that nobody fucking pays attention to anyway i think so i don't get all the that's the, the thing that i can't rub my head around is that because there is a plot thing but it's all done with holotapes and the key difference is you're not stuck in some fucking settlement walking around town for an hour trying to figure out the quest shit because you got to talk to 20 dudes get your quests or whatever unless you pop up a holotape it tells you the story you keep exploring shit go do another fun quest kill, go kill some dudes and you get your story, you get your quest things done all at the same time. And it's essentially the same fucking game. It's a Bethesda game, so there's shit everywhere. I'm not saying that's... Uh, that I, it's great that there's glitches, that there's fucking graphical errors and shit and whatever, but it, ha- it happens every fucking time in a Bethesda game. It's, it shouldn't be happening, I agree. It's shitty fucking production. But it happens every it happens every fucking time. So I'm not sure what it's like. People getting like like one of those fucking rats in a, the cave thing where they press a button, and get shocked, and get a treat. Like the same fucking shit. You're gonna get shocked, you can get your treat. People are gonna enjoy the game, and people are just gonna find a reason to bitch about it. They everybody bitches about every Bethesda game when they get released, and then some pack, patches and improvements come out or whatever, and suddenly okay, it's the so best game ever. Is it? Uh... So this is this one more focused on the multiplayer than previous? Uh, yes and no. Like you can play by yourself. Nicole is she's been staying up to like four in the fucking morning 
uh, on days that she's off playing Fallout by seventy six by herself. She's got character. She got like three characters. She's gone different all fucking directions with them all, doing different perk uh, special levels up. And she will come talk to me the next day and be like, "Oh, I found this. I did all that. Found all this cool shit." And she she's interacted with like one or two people. She joined a team once and didn't like it, so she fucking bailed on him. She got killed by some dude once because apparently because she found somebody's camp they made and wanted to destroy their generator for parts and then wasn't strong enough to do it. And she got a wanted bounty or something and some random guy came over and killed her and got the collected the cap bounty. But she's saying she's having a ton of fun. You don't need to play with other people. I'd say the it's kind of if you're playing with other people, like when me and Nicole play, it's kind of a, a shitty thing because there's like that kind of it's you have to manage your inventory and then you can go play the game kind of thing. That's typical of the fucking Bethesda games where you can only hold like 200 fucking weight. So you got to go to your camp. You got to offload your shit. You got to if you want to build to repair your shit, you got to do that. You got to want to repair your armor, you got to do that. So if I'm done, like I, I did that last night and I'll log into the game and we'll start playing. But she didn't do that shit last night. I got to sit there 10 minutes, wait for her ass. Do the fuck piddly shit she's got to do before we can go out and do this stuff. That's the only thing I really dislike about it. Inventory management. It's uh, well, because it's it's a fucking Bethesda staple. Yeah. And the the game would be immensely better if you didn't have to worry about, I guess, Bethesda problems. I guess. <laughs> so, whatever. It's I don't know if I could give some pros and cons. I guess I'd say it's a. Uh, it's a Bethesda experience, and if you like Bethesda games, you'll like it. Um, if you don't mind, in my opinion, humorous graphical glitches, like uh, the Scorch's head being stuck in position midair, its neck extending 20 fucking miles to its body that's somewhere else, and just looking at things fucking funny. Uh, random shit. There have been some weird stuff where like a, an enemy spawned, and she could see it, but I couldn't. And apparently it was hitting me. But I wasn't taking any damage, and she just murderized it, no problem. So there's been some weird stuff like that. Um, the gunplay is—I mean, it's something to write home about. Neither is the like the combat in general, but it's very similar to Fallout Four, and that was playable. Okay. Everybody is shitting on the Vats thing, but the Vats has been really useful because things run up to your fucking face like ghouls. And they just turn Vats on real quick and do the 95% hit chance and one shot them because it's infinitely better than trying to fucking look and find the dude. So that's been working out okay for me. Um, I mean, like, like cons, like inventory management sucks having to wait for somebody else. If you're playing silly, you gotta worry about it because you're your own thing. Um, I've been abusing a glitch where uh, I get infinite weight on my character, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. And it's been wonderful. But I guess that's not everybody's experience uh, on the norm. Um, it's a... Uh, you get some weird shit with enemy respawns because like a, it's a always online kind of thing. So you can wipe out a, an area. And if you stay there too fucking long, I, I think it's like maybe a 30-minute respawn timer. Dudes will start showing up again. And maybe it's a, a distance thing. They get to be so far, certain, certain uh, meters away from it. And they'll, uh, so that's been kind of a surprise, like clearing out a room and turning around and the, the whole fucking place is populated with dudes again. Um, it's not much of a survival game. Even though there's five elements, I've never run out of food. I've never run out of water. Everything's pretty plentiful. Um, 
I don't know. It's like maybe maybe I haven't been playing it by myself. But kind of opinion on it, but I feel like what's happening uh, is it's it's the thing this year that's popular to hate on. Um, and... you know, it's gonna be a thing anytime. Like, because I think the biggest issue is that it's they are typically it's the focus on like the always online multiplayer aspect of it i think that's really hurting people's butts because fallout's typically a solid solo experience and i know you can play it solo right but yeah there's nothing stopping you you maybe might see some dudes on the map and they might come visit you every once in a while and just like kill some shit in the area you're in but then they leave but see, some people like that doesn't that doesn't jive because to them, development time went into setting up server architecture and how these players are going to interact with each other, instead of giving them even whatever sparse story that we dictate should or shouldn't be there in Bethesda game. Okay, like the fact that it's only there in the forms of these hollow decks, like, and there's not. The way I guess I understand it, and again, I don't know anything, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, is that um, there's, like, so previous Bethesda games, like, there's also, like, a rich world going on there. Like, so people build their own stories, um, playing off of the NPCs and everything in the world. Without that, there's that doesn't exist here correct like there's not there's... There's, there's definitely there's factions that so kind of a brief intro plot thing is you're in the vault this is like the first vault that's ever opened it's been like 30 years later some shit i don't know it's reclamation day you're leaving the vault to reclaim the war-torn united states you get out and everybody that survived the nukes is dead so every everybody you meet you is there's a bunch of freshly dead corpses and you find out there's this kind of virus thing going on called that turns people into these scorched things, and that's presumably what's killed everybody. Okay. But there's factions that existed everywhere. Like the first town you go to, there's a faction called the Responders that were a bunch of people, uh, like EMTs, firefighters, police officers that got together and tried to kind of rebuild society the best they could by offering like help to people that needed help, giving them food, teaching them how to farm, fish, clean water, all kinds of shit. And there have been people that have dressed up as responders and welcomed new people out of the vault that start playing the game, give them shit, so they're role-playing that. Uh, there's other factions that people have taken the outfits for and role-played them. So it's... I'd say, if anything else, it's a better chance for people to make their own stories if they have the imagination for it, instead of having to build off of uh, plot it's, or whatever elements that are in the game already. So it's okay, but see, I'm with it's you. Less I, I understand what you're saying. Time. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But like, that is the version of story building that fans of the games, Bethesda games specifically, have glommed onto for every other iteration of a Bethesda game. And this is something completely different. So you're going to have backlash against it now can you still build your own stories can you still do your that is all true 100 percent. i'm with you yes logically nothing's there but that this is the response that i think is 
so intrinsic to modern gamer culture, really, is that... Is this the, uh, the entitled, entitlement thing? I don't know if it's entitlement as much as it is, like, um, that people can't not... They just get angry if a game they, they're they hyped about or excited for isn't the game they want. And I don't necessarily think that's entitlement as much as it is just like people don't know how to react to disappointment anymore, it feels like. Um, and I don't know, it's it's hard for me to put into words. I guess people call it entitlement, but I don't feel like it's, it, to me, it's not. I don't feel entitled that the FF7 remake needs to be good but um i would also i'm also going to be vocally uh against stupid changes they make and they're going to make like it it's just it, i think that there's good just gonna be it's gonna be a thing like it, i think and i also stand by first impressions on game releases are always bullshit like because if you want to dive for hate, you'll find hate. If you want to die for people shooting glory up its bumhole, you're going to find it. Because it's new, and it either meets expectations or fails expectations. And if it meets expectations, then gamers are exciting because, excited because it's something new to spend countless hours in. If it fails expectations, then they're back to playing whatever they've already played and putting more countless hours into it. Like, it's two extremes of a bar. It's not a movie where it's two hours and you're done one way or another. We're talking 30 to 60 hours of life investment here. So yeah. I think people cope with that differently because it's a it's more time invested, it's more money invested. And I just think that people are, you know, they just don't know how to handle it when uh, something doesn't go their way. And I, I, I always, like I said, I just wait, give it, you know, six months and see what people are talking about uh fallout 76 if they if and i always immediately get butthurt personally butthurt if i read start starting stuff oh well they patched it and it's good now then i'm like yeah i don't want to play it because fuck you that shouldn't be a thing that should we yeah. should not be okay with that being a thing oh my god like if if the gamer people out there need to rally behind anything it's stop being okay with like I guess, like, I can concede... Releasing an incomplete game and then fixing it up after people... Yeah, I, we should it. stop being okay with that. We should really stop being okay with that. Like, unless you're paying for something that you know you're getting in an unreleased state, like early release stuff, like, I get that. Like, you're basically paying uh, to beta test a game, and that's fine. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. But when you give me a commercial release, and you're like, ah, this is our finished greatness our next triple a behoozle and it's not it's fucking broken and it's not balanced like fuck you and the horse you rode in on like well there's two sides to that coin though because uh people making it for whatever reason could be like all right this is great uh we enjoy it and then you release it to the public and everybody shits all over it and you gotta backpedal and be like fuck Okay, well, what can we? Let's work on what we can fix short term, and then kind of make a plan of action to fix it long term. Okay, and then you do that. But if you, but if you go into it as a games as a service mindset, which I disapprove of, which I guess Fallout seventy six is, uh, they probably willingly release this in 
whatever incomplete or complete, whatever state you want to call it. Uh, Because Todd Howard was hyping the shit out of it or whatever. And everybody's like, "Uh, okay, I guess we're we're doing it live. Doing it live. Uh, So they popped it out. Uh, They no doubt have a huge team probably working on some of the glitches. Like apparently I read there was a glitch from Fallout 4 that, uh, that was fan patched out. They made the game unplayable, but they never officially patched it, and it's something that is reoccurring in this iteration of Fallout, which is kind of ridiculous. But whatever, that's Bethesda for you. They'll just take your money and run, laughing all the way to the bank. Um, and I had I had no expectations going into this game. Like I didn't play the beta. I would have played the beta, but uh, hello, Mister Train. But uh, Nicole didn't want to play it, and I didn't want to kind of get ahead of her. So I did it. Uh, this guy at work played it, and he he gave me kind of his opinion on it. And he's like, "I'll probably wait till it's on sale." I was like, "Okay," but uh, I did it, and I've been playing it, and I've been I had no expectations, so I had no nothing to be disappointed in, and I'm enjoying what I've gotten out of it so far. I was kind of disappointed. I spent full price for it when it's uh, forty bucks two weeks later, but uh, hey, what can you do? Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, hey. That's right. What you gonna do? So, I mean, <sighs> the call I probably will keep playing it on and off, especially when they add more shit to it. So, no, I mean, I don't have lever tape. I've never been a Fallout guy. I'm just discussion to be had there. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, what's your what's your what else you got? All right. Now the uh, the Devil's Lettuce itself, mobile gaming. Oh, oh shit! And uh, my latest obsession. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's actually been the reason I haven't been playing Kingdom Hearts, if I'm being honest. It's, uh, I'm just playing this fucking mobile game all the fucking time. And this mobile game is called Epic Seven. And Man, it's, uh, I got things to say. You go first. Uh, you go first. Let's hear your, uh, okay, so, your unadulterated, uh, unfiltered opinion. All right, so everybody's playing it. <laughs> yeah, apparently, in our, our community, it feels like there's not everybody, but there's a lot of people playing it. It's like what four people playing it right now? Uh, Alex, me, which, you, which and, is uh, Blaine. A lot uh, for getting cooperation and all playing the same game out of our community. Okay, like we have more than four people yeah. in there, but like to have four people playing the same game at the same time is pretty I think amazing. Menthian downloaded it too, but I don't know if he's as active as everybody else. Who did? And Anderson Menthian? Oh, Menthian. Yeah. Uh, Anderson got it, but he said it was too much of an investment for him, so he quit. Okay, so. Um, Initial impressions, like, I think I'm, like, rank 20, 21 somewhere now. Uh, you know, I've played a yeah. fair, fair bit of it. Um, so, uh, beautiful game, for sure. Um, there's a lot of bouncing anime titties. So if you're into bouncing anime titties, there's plenty of those. But um, the animations and, like, the little uh, cut animations you get for special moves and all that kind of stuff is... is uh, Phenomenal story, take it or leave it. I could give a rat's ass about any of the dialogue sequences. In fact, I've skipped most of them at this point um, because they were boring. Uh, now, the meat and potatoes of it and how it plays, uh, it's pretty much select an ability, tap the screen. There's uh, a decent amount of strategy that goes into it once it gets more difficult. That's all fair and well. I think it plays fine. I think my problem with it as a mobile title is that there is an insane amount of things to do and to stay sort of current and be effective 
and playing this game, especially on a free-to-play model or even a minimum investment type model, requires way more than any other game I've played in this this type of genre. Like, uh, there is a ton of shit going on. Like, you could, without trying, spend half your free time in a day or more playing this game and not really run out of stamina and not really get anywhere like there is there is progress like don't get me wrong when i say don't get anywhere i don't mean like you're you're not hitting like the the hard curve like i i expect in these games where there's like at about where i'm at there's like a really super steep impenetrable curve like i feel like playing half my free time i make progress like it's not without merits like i feel like i am making decent amount of progress i do worry when i run out of story missions though where that leaves me um when the the uh huge influx of sky stones ends like what is the speed of that progression path on a free model i can see that coming a ways away and that looks bleak but i'll cross that bridge when i get to it uh a so far i can provide a little insight onto that okay Time, I guess. Um, yeah, when your time, and when you get to it. Uh, a, I'm not gonna quit playing yet. I think I'm gonna stick with it and see what I can, how I can do. On, I can, but the, the, my, I think my problem is, like, it, it expects, like, MMO level investment in time. Uh, to stay with the whole thing, like to keep your team. Of, of heroes moving forward um, at a reasonable pace like it requires MMO investment and time like us just sitting here now like I already have this just minor tinge of anxiety like oh shit my stamina's capped I'm fucking I just I'm fucking I'm not I'm ruining it like I like is my thing full like did I go get all my gold like I there's so much going on that I feel like if you didn't play for a day, like you've missed like just so much. Um, and I don't, that is a positive and a minus. Like it's a positive in for like your, your, the value you get out of playing this game. But at the same time, like I don't want to spend all my free time playing a mobile game when in reality, there's not a lot there is some depth of gameplay and there is more than most in this the hero collecting genre like i feel like there's a significant amount of depth there but again there's not a ton um when you when you really break it down um so there's just a wealth of things to do and those things often involve just clicking through a bunch of screens and battling and I mean, at its core, there's nothing broken. I think my my current, just my my entire impression is beautiful, but man, you could spend seven hours a day playing this game. Like, there's just so much to fucking do. And I don't like who I become when I try and do that in a mobile game, so I probably won't do it. Uh, at that length anymore. Again, I'm not going to give it up, but I'm not going to play like I did the past two days. 
specifically yesterday. Like I wasted it. Like <laughs> yesterday's gone. Yesterday was like Oh shit. Yesterday's just gone. And it doesn't and it's not like the good kind of gone where like I if I play like a game on a console or like the PC in general if I play one game all day, I kind of feel like I wasted my day. But again, I don't I don't feel like like ugh about it. But when I play a game on my phone all day, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like I don't feel like I've in, I, I don't I'm not mentally engaged enough. Like I'm not actively engaged enough because it's just a lot of that, and that's not. And for the audio listeners, it's just your face down in your lap, tapping one side of the screen. Um, so I mean, awesome, and it's it's bang for your buck, great A for casual play it is not it is it is hardcore korean grind fest is what it is hardcore so you take it away maestro all right um yeah i have to pretty much agree with everything he said it's definitely a grind fest however on a time limited free to play thought process you could probably get away with doing your dailies and that's it You'd make progress, but it would be slow progress because they only require you to do five adventure missions, and that's like half of a map. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do one spirit altar, which you should be doing at least semi regularly anyway to get the stupid uh, stones you need to awaken your characters. You got to do three hunts, which are useful for more end game activities where you're trying to build uh, or Tears. create equipment. Tiered equipment, yeah. Um, and you obviously want to get the best weapon, uh, weapons and armor or whatever. The only problem with that is it's got the... Everything in this game is intertwined with the gotcha mentality where you craft randomly generated piece of equipment mm-hmm. of three or four different tiers. It's uh, there, There's six tiers, uh, and then you got four grades. There's like normal, uh, rare, epic, and her- heroic and epic or something. And... Uh, you want to go for the epic ones because they have four bonus stats off the top, and I think they have a higher base stat. Um, and then every three levels, you upgrade them up to a max of 15. Uh, if it's not an epic pizza gear, you get an additional bonus stat until it's all four uh, are on the pizza equipment. And otherwise, every three levels, you get in one of those uh, gets boosted randomly at a random number. So you'll be playing a lot of the. Uh, Please give me good bonus stat. Please give me a good level of uh, gear that I need with good bonus stats with a good set bonus that I want, kind of thing. So that's going to be a lot of time dumped into that. Um, you got to run. I think they make you do the abyss all three times for the daily. I'm not 100 percent sure. You have to make a penguin uh, in your spirit altar or thing. Your uh, forced whatever the fuck it is. Which Soul is, Forest, uh, something like that, I think. Yeah, Force uh, some. Um, and those are your typical experience boosting units that you don't do for, use for anything else. You just feed them as fodder into your units that you want to level up. Because you, you won't it. level them up just through doing your adventure quests, not you, at a sufficient you rate. Will. If you will. If you stick with one team of four, which I did. But uh, again, you will the, the, the adventure quests will out-level you if you, you don't do any... Um, penguins or I, fodders or anything like I that. I did not do any fodder on my main team. I only used my main team for the adventure and the spirit altar and whatever else. I had 
it was Raz, I got a Destina, a Mercedes, and I had rolled some uh, Ice Mage named Jenna. And they were the four units I used up until, I think, stage six, where I had taken a break because the side quest thing came out for Destina, and I was focusing on that. And during that, I had leveled up my characters to max, essentially, uh, level 50. And so then I kind of breezed through the rest of chapter, or all the way to stage 10. And I'm on the last fight now, and uh, the final boss is whooping my ass, so i got to change my team up. But uh, from what I can tell, uh, once you, or from what I've read, once you finish the last stage, you go from normal mode to world mode, which is just a step up in difficulty for all the stages. Do they refresh and, all the... Uh... No. The bonus stuff, like yeah. the region clears, I would believe so because they're brand new stages. And okay. I'm saying that because uh, the side quest thing, I don't know if you've done it yet, but there's a normal mode. And there's and a world mode. I've, I've finished the normal mode. mode. And so when you go to world mode, you do the stages again and you have a chance to restart them. So that's okay. where I'm going to say in the adventure campaign, you will have a chance to restart them and re get bonuses for more sky stones and okay. what have you out of that. Um, yeah, but the, the gotcha shit's about. Man, because listen, and the rates are pretty fucking obscene, and they I've, combine I've, artifacts with unit drops, which is bullshit. Yes, all right. So I've bought two of the not like not paid actual money, but use sky stones for the for yeah. the for the book, right? Where you get fifty the or whatever, fifty in yeah. a penguin, and so that's ten rolls for character slash artifacts. The last one I did, I shit you not, I got one three star uh, hero, one. I can believe it. Doesn't happen to me before. Bullshit is what it is. Is so just like so. That's the thing. Is like it's it. it take I it almost it. I almost dropped the game because I had saved up three thousand skystones and because I had gotten I got lucky. Well, I don't want to say I got lucky because I got shafted in the if, if you compare it to people who are really hardcore and rerolling this fucking game. Mm-hmm. I got one five star with my initial pulls on stage one four and my 10 uh, 30 repeating pulls at stage 110 i got destina and i got a bunch of garbage i got like one four star relic uh for thieves that everybody was like praising as fucking gospel like you need this for your thief characters and it's like okay it's like dust devils or something I think that's it, one uh, of the one of the ones i don't have because i have a lot of the five star and four star artifacts Oh, you do? You bitch, I've only got like three five stars. I got oh, like no, the six, crown that stuns bitches? The five star crown for mages? I've gotten five times, Nick. What the fuck? Five dude? times. I don't, I've never even heard of that before. That's cool. I wish I had that. Five but... times? No, no, it's not great. It's not great because the stats are okay. Like, it's got decent attack and stuff on it, but its proc okay. is like 13%. Or, no, it starts at base. And I have. It's like an a plus like something ridiculous now because I'm just I I was it's Leveling my five up. star I'm feeding it you know so it's like yeah. a plus like I want to say like 20 something Holy stupid shit. um because I keep being able to max it, uh increase its max plus because I keep getting the fucking item right okay so um but even well, after all good. that the stats are good the stats are good but the proc is still only at like 13% to stun now, okay. most your boss monsters are immune to stun. 
Um, and it's on Mercedes, and so both of like her two and three attacks hit multiple mm-hmm. times. So like when I'm clearing relatively strong waves of monsters, like it helps, like because it'll stun maybe one of them. Yeah, I don't see it a whole lot, but the part that really pissed me off is I took it off and put on a four star that just gives a random status effect on hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is infinitely more useful than this fucking monstrous five star that I've gotten a bunch of times. Okay. Because that seems to be fucking doing stuff. Yeah. I know what you mean. That is kind of shitty. Like, there's a lot of... But that's also a perk of this game. Not all of the five star things are... As, can be as good as a... No, you can get some thing. good stuff at four star or maybe even three star, but, like, I'm sitting here looking at a five star, I'm like, stun, that seems like it should be good. And yeah. I've obviously been misled. I should that's have been probably, funneling that, that experience into that four star. That's probably like a PvP oriented artifact. Doesn't work in P. I, I've used it PvP. Doesn't work with a fucking PvP. Well, fuck. Yeah, because like I actually like like the PvP model in here. Like it's okay. Like I've played some worse ones, and like I think I've seen. I've I'm at I'm I've made it into like midway through the bronze tier. Seeing as I unlocked PvP this morning, that's not bad. And yeah. uh, I think I've seen it stun somebody once. Well, max it out, and uh, it'll work a little bit better. I think it. Uh, if you give, if you there's an effectiveness stat. If you raise that, it'll boost oh, the chances. Oh, she's already got an uh, effectiveness set on. Oh. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> like. <laughs> never mind then. It's garbage. Shit. It's garbage, man. It's garbage. Okay. So, uh, what other three characters are you using then? Uh, Raz, like, I've got it's. They're shitty. Because I didn't, I didn't, I could just kept playing, and I didn't re-roll the one through thirty as much as I should have. Um, Did you at least get a five-star character? I have, I have one five-star. I don't know which one it is right off the top of my okay. head. But I've got Raz. I've got. Um, oh, it's the uh, it's a green rogue dude. Um, he's part what? of. He's like in the first half of Destina's campaign. Oh, um, Sid. Sid, yeah. He's a four-star. Though. Well, he's five-star now. He's pretty uh, high, highly rated. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. Um, got Raz, Mercedes, and then uh, maybe I didn't roll a five star. I don't know, but he's five star now. He's the only five star in my party currently. Everybody else is four stars. Okay, but it is what it is. Like I'm, All I'm, right. I'm perce- Like I haven't met a, I haven't run into a whole lot that's been challenging. I think I've had to. I think I've died once in PVE, and that was a boss uh, in one of the uh, side uh, side paths that oh, had yeah. a ton of life steal. Just so much life steal. It was a dark boss, and I want to say it's like one of the three chapters. Okay. No, it's one of the swamp. What swamp? Was it a swamp? I don't know. Uh, I think it's chapter four. I think maybe, but he's a he's a um, shadow guy, and he does a bunch of shadowy stuff. Okay. But he's got a ton of life steal, and every time his turn came around, he was re- like recovering like a quarter of his hit points. He was fucking Shit. my dudes up. It was bad. Yeah. Um, that required a little a little redux, but mostly because I because ins- I don't have a warrior in my main team, and I wanted yeah. to get the third star, so I was insistent on completing it with, like, this level 5 fucking warrior in my party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I just took somebody's, uh, Destina's support, so when the warrior died, I just 
she just dropped in and just kept healing me every round, and it it took forever, but I killed the bastard. That works. Because uh, I think I've I've got so much attack on Sid right now, it's kind of stupid. Okay. Like even uh, even the wrong way on the element tree, like his ultimate will do like a quarter to a third of a boss's health. Holy shit. Yeah, it's 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 brutal. Like uh especially if I have spirits to boost cuz his 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 ultimate is boostable. Okay. So it does like increase like 10-15% damage something like that when you boost it. So Oh damn. Uh he's he's pretty beast. Like I think I've maybe had one map where he was an MVP at the end of it. Okay. Cuz he's just carrying everything. Nice. So it is what it is. Uh, you were saying that the uh, you feel like it's uh, not much to the combat. When you get to the later chapters, you will start getting some bosses, but they're essentially puzzles. Yeah. And I've had a I've had to redo fights because there's one guy you fight and he has these two ads with him. Yeah. And if you don't kill them fast enough. Goddamn. Okay. Thank you for the input. Uh, if you don't kill them fast enough, like one of them will give them uh, like an immune, like invincible buff, and you can never hurt him. And he refreshes it every fucking two turns. And so you gotta like you gotta quit out. You gotta make a good, a strong DPS team. Get back in there and cut that thing as quick as you can, while still having a good enough healer or somebody to heal back up the damage. And uh, I just fought this one bitch uh, in chapter ten who has three adds with her and all of her skills boost the ad damage and every time they get hit or something she gets she gets another turn and every time they they do an attack she gets a speed boost or like a turn boost so she's like taking 20 fucking turns and my usual team got shredded by her so i had to sub in a team of pretty much all dps dudes to try to kill the ads as fast as i could kind of thing so it's a there's a lot to it eventually and it's, but the main thing is it's a huge time investment, and if you ain't got time to invest in it, probably shouldn't be playing it, unfortunately. Yeah, like, so my thing is, like, if you don't have a lot of time, this is a game for somebody that if you don't have a lot of time to sit down in front of your consoles and play your TVs, and you're not the kind of person that can sit under a blanket when they're recording a podcast, and uh, <laughs> you're not the kind of person that can... Uh, Carry like cool here, bitch. carry carry something around to play, and you're not about emulating on your phone. Like, I mean, it's 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 bang for your buck there because it's free, and there's a ton of time you can put into it and play if you're into that. It just overall there's not a lot of interaction, enough interaction happening there for me to feel um, good about my time spent. Um, not that there aren't aspects that are fun. Because, again, like, I can see, like, the um, tactical merit of some of the, like, hero ability choices. But that's, like, the peak, really, is trying to, like you said, figuring out, like, a way to beat a hard guy. But, ultimately, I feel like that's just going to fall into, oh, I got the wrong hero for this. I gotta go level another guy. Because, again, I've done this before with other games, and that's, I mean, that's where I always felt like I ended up, ah, well, I gotta start over again for B-team so that I've got all of these bases covered so I can be doing this or that. And about the time I hit that wall is typically when I, I, uh, I bail out on games like this. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick at it. I'm gonna give it, you know, a little bit of my time. I can't give it a lot because I ain't got much. Yeah. Um, But it it could be, it could be my, my little, um, 
game I play when I'm I could check in on it when I'm waiting for managers to come talk to me or whatever because that's my one of my biggest downtimes at work is like all right I need to go because I'm not the actual account manager so I can't just walk in and take an order and leave like yeah. you can when you're the guy when you're not the guy you gotta check in be like oh is so and so around or who's the manager on today and they're like let me page him and you're standing at the fucking customer service desk at Target for 40 minutes waiting for a manager to come fucking talk to you you know nice. Just stuff like that where I could just be like doing that, um, but yeah. I don't know how often you're at your uh, computer. But if you download like Knox and install it on your computer, you can do that. Well, at least that's what I do while I'm gaming. So I'll have I'll be playing whatever, and then I'll go click onto an adventure or whatever the fuck I do, and set it to auto, auto and then don't worry about it anymore. And that's how I burn my stamina and level up some dudes. Yeah, I can see that as being a thing, but that's also. I could also do of, that on my phone. Like if I'm yeah. gaming on, like I could just set it, just have it set it in my lap, auto battling. I don't know. I just like my days of doing that passive gaming when I'm playing another game are over. Like I mean, I spent my load doing that, playing games like you know, SimCity and Roller Coaster Tycoon and stuff like that. We've talked this before, so yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair enough. It is what it is. Um. Now, uh, we've we've covered that the the mobile game to death. Like it's it's a mobile game, guys. Like if you're not into like gacha uh, mobile gaming, then it's probably not for you. It's not it's not the worst. It's definitely not the most egregious one I've played. Um, but if you're gonna play a game on your phone, like Skit's gonna get happy. But I, play Eternal, play the card game on your phone. Like that's way better. <laughs> that's a way better way to spend your time. If you ask. Okay. Me. Because uh, again, still haven't spent any money on that game, and I have a ton of cards, uh, pretty competitive decks, so don't have a thing. Um, uh, let's see, we did. I did put it. Do you have any other games you will talk about that you've been playing? That's really been it, besides Kingdom Hearts. Okay, um, we did. I did put out there like if anybody had any questions on the on the Discord. Um, I think Blaine's the only one that hit me back. Our uh, your buddy, um, Wolf Guy. Said something about Tokyo Jungle. I don't really know what that is. Know. Fuck Tokyo Jungle. Okay, I don't know what there's. It's not that bad. It's a PS3, uh, PSN game essentially. I think it was released physical as part of a bundle with two other games. And it's essentially uh, there's a kind of event that wipes out the human population and nature takes back over. And you got uh, all these animals breaking out of zoos and kind of shit. It takes place in Narayan, Japan. And essentially, it's a survival game. We are controlling either a predator or uh, an herbivore. And uh, you can be like a Pomeranian, uh, a cat, a lion, mm-hmm. giraffes, fucking ducks, chickens, what, what have you. And uh, you just uh, try to last as long as possible doing quests, eating food, making babies, Fast. kind of thing. And... Uh, it's actually a pretty enjoyable game for what it was, um, but it's definitely not something for everybody. Hard pass from the Brinster. Um Blaine uh, had a couple of discussions we want to talk about. I don't think we talked about it on air, but we got this is way broken news. But we did get the game list for uh, the PlayStation Classic. Um, I I don't think the game list is deserving as as much heat as it's getting. Um, I mean, sure it could have been better, but like Japan got the better uh, end of the stick. They did. 
but it's a Japanese product, so what do you expect? Yeah. Um, again, like everybody's like, ah, here's the here's the list it should have been, and it's like, well, those are ninety percent RPGs, and they weren't going to fill this thing up with RPGs. Like that wasn't a thing. Um, they were already always going to go for variety. Now I've seen some 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 lists out there that are great. But no, they weren't going to put a Crash Bandicoot game on it because they just re-released Crash Bandicoot. Um, they weren't going to put... Is it? Got, I don't think it's got Spyro on it either. That just got a re-release. They're not going to fucking do that. That's bad planning. Yeah. Um, should it have had them? Maybe. It could be a licensing, a licensing issue. We don't know what they had the licenses to put on there. Uh, for one. Now, I will take the notice and say that they're kind of kind of bullshit uh for the fact that almost all of the games on the playstation classic are currently playstation classic games on the psn store so all they're going to do is take those off of there and put them on this it's going to be those versions and is that bullshit yes but nintendo also stole roms off the internet so what you gotta do yeah. Like, uh, you can't, you know, at least, <laughs> at least PlayStation's using their own ROMs. Okay. Sure, it's ones they've re released <laughs> before, but hey. Uh, yeah. So, and what this is useful for, I mean, if they gave me, let's just throw this out there. I don't have, for the same price, because it is more expensive than the other um, classic consoles we've seen before if we want to talk about the what the PlayStation Classic should have been. And if they didn't want to create a bunch of new classics for the PSN store, because currently the PlayStation 4 can't play the PS1 classics, correct? Correct. The PlayStation 3 can. Not everybody still has their, not everybody still has May, their PlayStation 3. I don't 3. know how PS Now works, but if they're on there, you might be able to play them on PS Now on yeah. PS4. Uh, but not everybody has internet sufficient to stream uh, gameplay like that. So Yeah. Um, but... Let's just say that everybody has their PS3 still. If they gave me a box for the same price, $100, that I could access all of the currently released PlayStation 1 classics on, or at least come with 75% of them and I give me the option to purchase the other 25%, whatever that uh, makes that marketably work for you. Hell, they can have the 20 up. You can give you 20 off. Go down, you get 20 games to choose from off the store. You pick your or 10, whatever that, how many it is, and you make your own. Kind of like, I think I would, I think I might have bought that. I think that would have been a better deal. Whereas stands currently, you're still assuming you have none of these games and you don't own any of them on the, on the PlayStation store and you don't have any of the discs for these games, you are still saving money from buying copies of all of them on the PlayStation Store. It is still cheaper than buying all of them. Would you have bought all of these games on the PlayStation Store? No, certainly not. There's a few of them that are kind of bullshit. But I think the list is better than people give it credit for. And uh, the biggest complaint I've heard is a lot of people like, ah, but would I ever play any of these games? I, I don't think you're going to play any of the games on the Nintendo or Super Nintendo Classic more than once either i think you're going to play a lot of those games once for the nostalgia and never touch them again and with the exception of maybe four or five titles in each of those i think that's all that's happened on those consoles as well 
Like, you're not hitting me with, oh, I played every game on the Nintendo Classic a ton. No, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, you, you, you played the few that you loved, and you opened the others, and were like, oh, wasn't that nifty. And the thing probably never didn't even see, like, something else came out, and you've gone away from it. Like, I'd be curious to see how many people are still playing their fucking Nintendo Classics, or Nintendo Minis, and their Super Nintendo Minis. Like, I don't think that many people are playing them still. So, uh... Just yeah. like the Wii. Don't, don't, I mean, yeah, come, I mean, could Sony have done better? I suppose. But so could have... I mean, I don't think Nintendo and Super Nintendo had the best possible choices on there. So, I mean, it is it is what it is, guys. Like, what do you expect a corporation who's... Alright, so Sony does not make most of their money from video games. That is a, just a small portion of their corporate business structure. So, they see an opportunity to make money off a thing. They're not going to go at it wholehearted as somebody who's so purpose of their corporation is to make video games if you understand what I'm saying like Sony is not 100% in the, the like all of their bricks are not in that basket they they got tons of money coming from other places so let, let Sony make the hardware guys like don't get upset when they don't know how to pick good games they're not a games manufacturer they make hardware to play games on. Well, going back to what you said about licensing, are those all? Well, no. Were those all published by Sony Entertainment of America? Mm, I think the ones. They, I mean, when they the, came out. I think the ones that are on there are. Because I, I don't know about FF. Pretty sure Wild Arms is Sony published game. Destruction Derby probably is. I don't know the rest of the fucking list anymore. But maybe it's just that. Maybe in Japan they had better licensing and or see, less restrictions. I'd also like to point out a thing about uh, licensing in Japan that a lot of people aren't taking into consideration. Um, when we got to disc-based consoles, um, the way that these tracks could be fully orchestrated and all this other jazz, music licensing in Japan is complicated. Okay, super complicated. That's the reason we haven't seen a lot of uh, PlayStation and later uh, games get released. Like there was a big, it was a big deal with I think it was like Crisis Core. Um, saw a ton of issues with music licensing after the fact. Like there's just, there's just, it's also weird. It's possible that they have the rights to pu- to publish a game, but no longer have rights to a track in that game. And could have to possibly rebuild the game and substitute a new track. Like that is a thing that is possible with music licensing in Japan. Like that doesn't we don't run into that so much over here because you you license like the use of a product for the length of the other product, right? Like so if a movie licenses a song, like that movie retains the rights to have that song in it for as long as the the movie exists. Yeah. Like they don't do that in Japan. Like you get to release this with this on it now. Like, you don't get to re-release it. Kind of thing. Like, uh, so, that's also... There's lots of uh, stuff about uh, songs leaving Japan is difficult. Like, um, I think Atelier Iris 3 had uh, an intro song, like Swarch Heights or something, that was... It's in Japan. It's only in the J- Japanese version. 
it can the whoever the artist is would re refuse to license the music to have it be released overseas for some reason. And it's kind of like the same dude at the thing as the Dragon Quest guy, the composer from uh, for all the Dragon Quest games. Like Japan gets all these orchestrated tracks, and everybody else gets MIDI shit because the guy won't release or won't let him license or won't license his music out to be sent wherever. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing, guys. It's so, pretty shitty. When we get to talking about accessibility to fully orchestrated or even licensed music, you forget how many uh, PlayStation One's games had like actual fucking music in it. Like, uh, you know, so it's it's that's also a thing. So it's a consideration we make. And I guess the last note we can kind of bring up that uh, Blaine wants to talk about is the passing of Stan Lee. Who? Uh, Really? That's a joke. It's a joke. I know it's a joke. All right. So here's my thoughts on the passing of Stanley. Uh, yeah, it's tragic. Uh, dude died. Um, it kind of, it's kind of been on the writing's been on the wall for a while, especially when like uh, there were charges for like elderly abuse, like people taking advantage of him, like uh, and that to me always sort of at least, you know, um, at least to me and you, like when we hear like someone taking advantage of an elder elderly person we immediately kind of know like they're they're not, they're not full control of their faculties anymore you understand what i'm saying like like yeah. their thought processes are no longer with them and that's and that's kind of uh you know it's not like a death stroke but that, that you're on the you're on the downhill incline when the brain starts to go uh especially if it's starting in your 90s you know uh, dude lived to be old as fuck. Congratulations to him. Uh, but let's not, you know, I think uh, Stan Lee, major influence on comics, but um, he wasn't the only one, right? Like, uh, there was somebody else that passed that he worked that worked with Stan Lee on the comics at that time, and I didn't hear a single fucking peep uh, about Stan Lee. Is a Ditka. Ditko, Ditka, I don't know. I I, I forget the. Uh, I don't, I don't follow any of it, and the only reason I really know Stanley is because he's heralded as the greatest see, right, of Jesus. So, and that's and that's, and man, I hate to be speaking like this of a person that like, recently passed, but let's not forget that he's the reason he's viewed that way. Okay, like he certainly had an impact. I don't want to diminish his impact or influence on the trajectory of Marvel Comics. But he was certainly not the kind of person to step back and say, oh, don't talk about me. All right? Like, he's definitely... Um, in his older in his, his older age, he became more of a humble person, but if you read any of the stuff about him as a younger, younger dude, that was not Stanley. Okay. <laughs> uh certainly probably a nice enough gentleman but he was the face like you know for a reason he wanted to be recognized kind of thing so yeah and that's not that's to say fine. it's a bad thing um it's just you know let's not forget it. he wasn't he's not you know marvel jesus in this in this situation like huge impact yes was he? I just find that so many people are like, "Oh, he was responsible for everything." Like, no, let's 
let's check that train um, back at the station, okay? Huge impact, huge figure for Marvel. Tragic passing. Um, not uh, the end all, be all of all decisions made for characters you love. Yeah. My whole take on it is he did something that was I mean, had had a huge impact on culture, mm-hmm. and uh, but I mean, he, whatever he, everybody did a great job. He did some good shit. He got some celebrity status. He definitely achieved more than most people will in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in some way he brought happiness to a bunch of people. But he's dead now, and everybody dies, and. The thing that gets me is like having like reading on Facebook and shit, like people wailing and and mourning and like their lives ruined and they're gonna be depressed now. But he, the only interactions you've had with this dude are through his medium. Okay. You don't know the like you don't know the dude. You don't know all you're seeing is what he's what he's given out, and there's only so much you can really rely on that. By all accounts, he was a good guy, but that's all accounts, not a personal experience, and. Realistically, he didn't impact your your day to day. Your life's gonna be exactly the fucking same. They're still gonna reference him as need be in the comics and the movies and all the Marvel shit. Most things will be unchanged. He'll probably he's probably better off now. He's all right. So here's um here's also a take on that, right, fellas? Like, um, <laughs> Brent's gotta rain this. Brent's gotta rain this in. Uh, Marvel was not always a successful company, okay? Let's be clear. Um, when his his influence pretty much stops at the creation, I want to say stops. Like that's I hate the blanket statement. Like there's still a lot there, but like I challenge anyone that if you read comics as a kid. If you are in my age bracket, and let's just assume we're talking about our own peer group here, because unless you're in your 50s, chances are as a child, 50s or 60s, maybe even, yeah, 50s or 60s, unless you're in your 50s or 60s, chances are you weren't reading like original Stanley issue versions of these heroes when you were a kid, okay? You were reading someone else's um, storyline or someone else's arc based on a character that was uh, created or partially created by Stanley. Okay. Um, some of the best, like my dude, my man's cat. I love me some Captain America. Like Stanley did not write the best Captain America story arcs. All right. Like if you want some some old school, uh, like punch in like Hitler in some weird panel with super vibrant colors on the cheapest paper ever possible like sure then you go read some some Stanley uh, era Captain America okay now uh, I would also because I spoke Lee's on this before because I don't believe that everyone today that talks about being a diehard comic book fan uh, was a diehard comic book fan or even remotely read or owned any in their teenage or prior years. Most of them have become interested in it because of the new 
you know nerd cultures in right like and that's I, I my anger towards that has diminished some um, but I would say the hugest impact are the creative choices made by the people that made the MCU okay like the people that wrote those scripts that directed those movies that acted those parts have had more impact on Marvel Comics and how it is perceived in modern culture than um, most other eras of comic books. Now, are they pulling from uh, those source materials? Yes. Sure, they are. But, um, you know, how many how many stories have we seen based on Shakespeare or um, someone else like it's iterative and I think the credit goes to people that take it and meld it and have made it palatable to a new generation like no one no I'm not going to look at a 12 year old and say that kid knows who um, Captain America is because he reads comics he knows who Captain America is because he watched the movies or he watched the cartoons or, or whatever like he has been indoctrinated into that um, culture of understanding who these characters are because of people making those movies good movies or fun to watch movies not because um, somebody wrote a comic book in the 90s that's not why um, a 12 year old today knows who Captain America is now would it exist with those comic books in the 90s eh, probably not but they don't that 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 buck does not end with the person that wrote that comic in the nineties. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it could have stayed in a comic bin, or in one of my drawers downstairs. It could have been a shitty movie, and no one would still know who these characters are. In fact, Marvel could be fucking gone entirely because they were damn close to being bankrupt. That's the reason we have the different. Uh, movie properties owned by the different people we do because they were selling anything to anybody that would buy it because they didn't have shit for money and they wanted money to start you know their, their MCU thing they didn't have it <laughs> they were close to going bankrupt you know so there you Damn. go so uh, what are you going to find something to do this comic podcast with Oh man, if I had time, the co- the podcast I would start. Like my, I've, I, Nick, I am so close on the. Like I want to do a one man, one mic variety show type podcast, but I don't have the time. I don't have like the anything to do it. Like, cause uh, I got. Okay. I got, I got, an, I basically want to do a show that's primarily just like me spewing shit, but also like occasionally have like a movie review or a comic book review with someone else like in it. Like, okay. Uh, like, like, uh, so if anybody's ever, if anybody listened to the, uh, the episode, was it, uh, not even RPG related, whereas basically like, uh, like three sections where I talk to three different people and then like little bits with me in between them. Like that's kind of what I'm talking about. 
but the sections, like, each of the sections would be longer or shorter, like, maybe the sections with people would be shorter, or the sections where I'm talking about some inane dribble would be longer, just, it's, that's, that's my dream project, if I had time to do it right, because that's one of those things I would want to, like, really sink time and effort into, and that's just not available at this point in time, so, probably will never happen. Well, no, that's attitude for sure. Nick, come on now, <laughs> like, don't be, don't be, don't be throwing that. Because it's one of those things where if I, if I, if I do it, I want to do it right. I don't yeah. want to come at it with the bare minimum amount of effort to get it done. You know, not like we do for this show. Uh, um, hey now, hey now, it's still pretty good for what it is. It is, it is. We enjoy it. That's all that matters, right? Yes. And we got some people that enjoy it too. Unfortunately, still, still trying to puzzle that one out. But me too. To you. Me too. Who knows? Um, man, you got anything else? Because like, I feel like I went on a real weird uh, tangent yeah, there about the death of like Stanley. Forty minutes of comic book stuff, and it was not forty weird. minutes. It was it maybe out. twenty of a two-hour show. <laughs> we definitely talked Epic Seven yeah. longer than I talked Marvel Comics. That's for sure. I talked trophy collecting in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, this is just, like, C-Tan's, like, worst nightmare of a show. Oh, yeah. Because we talked Kingdom Hearts 2. We talked about mobile gaming. I talked about comic books. The poor man's just going to have a breakdown. Yep. It's going to have a breakdown. Again, though, like, man, I'll, I'll save a lot of my opinions in Kingdom Hearts 2 as a whole. Like, I just don't understand... Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around the blanket hatred that people have for Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, or no, Kingdom Hearts, like, the series, like, the blanket hatred for the series. Like, I understand, like, it's weird and it's not, like, great uh, in some aspects. Like, it's got problems, but I just don't understand, like, the, like, everybody's just so quick to hate it. I want to say it's due to the nature of... I guess society and culture and the way technology has improved so much is that you're being uh, given so many things to evaluate and you almost have to, by necessity, uh, take everything at face value. And if you see something you think you might enjoy about something, you latch onto that. And if you see something you think you hate about it, you latch right onto that too. And you ride it out and you can't change your opinion because that would be being, I don't know, a coward or, not true to you, whatever the fuck beliefs you got. No, some whatever, whatever people have, whatever reason people have to give to rationalize the way that they react to things without giving things a fair shake. But that's the way of the world nowadays, and it's all superficial. And very rarely do people go more than skin deep on things. But maybe it's a survival mechanism. Maybe. I mean, like I'm not saying that. Uh... I mean, I don't even know if I'd put Kingdom Hearts like in any of my my top lists ever, but I enjoy yeah. them. And yeah. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, it's okay for them to be okay, uh, you know. Like, I feel, feel like too many people these days. You either gotta hate it or you gotta love it. Like, they can't. There can't be a lot of. Huh. It's slightly better than average, or it's slightly What's... below average, or it's average. Like, there's not. There's, you either an a, it's either an A or an F these days. There's no B, Cs, and Ds anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. It's pass-fail, motherfucker. It's so binary. Like, I, I fe- it feels feels harmful, really. Like, it, it, it makes me worry a little bit, you know? 
Well, that's what we're here for, Brent, to give everything threes and twos and fours. We and do that a lot, don't we? We give a lot of threes and twos. We're... I, I don't know what else to do about it, though. We're being as... Or at least we're trying to be as objective as possible and rate it comparatively to the things in the genre, like we said earlier in the stream, or the, the stream and the podcast, but the fuck you want to call us now. Uh, it's uh, a product of the task we're, we're trying to accomplish here. And there are, by necessity, more middling things in the world than there are shitty things and also amazing things. things. Yeah. It's the nature of the beast, and we're pushing through it, and we're going to, for, I guess for the rest of our lives, experience many, many, many mediocre things, a couple of really shit-tastical things, and then, if we're lucky, a gem or two in the mix. Yeah, no, I, this is, this year, I look forward to the end of this season, then season four, um, after we finish Kingdom Hearts 3, because it's going to be interesting to see how uh, our list stands at the end of season yeah. four. Um, and I think I think just all these little short games we play in between, like, because I intend to fully keep doing that. Like, I mean, we're in the middle of this Kingdom Hearts storm right now where we need every bit of time we got. But uh, I think we just include those as well. Let's see where fucking To the Moon fucking falls and 8-Bit okay. Legends falls. Like, fuck it. Like, if we're going to have a comprehensive list of every RPG we've ever played... Hell yeah, might as well do it. Might as well include them. Fuck this secondary standard bullshit. Like, the only ones we probably don't... We shouldn't include are, like, the bonus reviews. Because, uh, like, I think our list is kind of a collaborative effort. And to, you know, put two games, two or three, or however many we end up with games on there that both of us haven't experienced in that way. Yeah. You know, is not, not kosher, so... God, we could always uh, path won't make it. We could always do it in in the. We could categorize the bonus episodes as like an episode later on. Like if one of us needs a break, yeah, or some shit, be like, uh, all right, for one of these episodes, Nick needs to play Octopath or whatever, and then we'll you'll re-review it and I'll review it for the first time, and we'll see if your opinions change, yeah, or whatever. We'll or, do that. Because I do think you that. need to make it to Octopath Traveler at some point. Like it's. It's you know oh, well I'm like truly, three hours in. Truly, in my rear view, um, it's got its problem problems, but it's got some really cool stuff about it, and the music is still it's still in a heavy rotation for me. It's okay. so good. Um, the soundtrack's phenomenal, but it's got its problems. But um, oh man, that's another ding for C Tan. Talk about Octopath Traveler. Shit. I need to put in Dragon Quest Eleven and play it for a little while, but I'm worried that I'm gonna like it. And then it'll be a whole bonus review problem where I gotta play I, the whole fucking thing before I move on to the next thing. I am not playing it again until we're done with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's and probably. I'm I'm like thirty hours into it, so I'm gonna finish that shit. Yeah. It just I was playing it, and then you're like, "We're doing," or we're like, "Somebody, one of us." No, like, that was Hearts. your fault. That was your fault. I wanted to play Kingdom Hearts one, and I thought maybe after that we would play Dragon Quest Eleven. Or something well, that's, like well, that's that. What I meant. Initially, you were the instigator because I was playing Dragon Quest. I want to play this. I want to review this, and you're like, "Well, I'm not going to get it until later." Yeah, Let's so... do Kingdom Hearts first. Ah, so yeah, I'm like, "Okay." So... so I stopped Dragon Quest, did Kingdom Hearts, and then I've been doing my best to get through this. This now. is your fault. One hundred percent your fault. 
I understand. And I was I, okay with playing I'm one and two before three came out. Like that was way okay with that. That was my plan. Is I we were gonna play Jim one, broke and, and, and I was gonna. Yeah, it damn well should have. That's the reason I never played many of the spinoffs. Because Chain of Memories fucking broke me then, and it's gonna break me now. But like, like it was that like was, eighty hours of fucking monotony, man. I was like, ah. Uh, uh. That's that is yeah. Now supposedly the other ones are better, like uh, Chain of Me- uh, Birth by Sleep and uh, Dream Drop or whatever point five what the fuck is. Uh, well, isn't Dream Drop Distance just cutscenes? No, uh, recoded cutscenes. Okay, what the fuck? Oh. What's the what's the point five one? Is that on the two point eight? Yeah, it's thing, on two point eight. The Aqua yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are playable, and I think there's another something on there, but like, uh, but apparently, Birth by Sleep and uh, Dream Drop are okay. Like they're they're like they stick to a pretty standard gameplay esque. Like supposedly, Recoded's not bad either, but all we got is the fucking cinematic on this disc, so. Okay. That's not something we're going to fucking worry about. Um, I did notice there's lots of uh, YouTubers and streamers doing Kingdom Hearts now. I'm like, hi, you're a little bit late. You're a little bit late, bitches. Yeah, we're we're playing that fucking bandwagon. But I want to play through when it, co- through when it comes out. Like, that was going to be a thing. Um, and you haven't really... I think you've played them, but you wouldn't know the story going into 3, would you have? Like, unless you looked it up. I haven't played two since it released. I haven't played BBS. I haven't played DDD. I haven't played Awkward bullshit. I haven't played whatever the fuck other ones on there. Recoded. You keep bringing up the awkward shit. bullshit one. It's three hours long, man. Like it's not a thing. Like it's it's. I'm an just extra... saying, it's a it's but it's a game. It's a playable game, and I don't know what the fuck the title is. It's uh, Birth by Sleep point five or something like that. It's Birth by okay. Sleep something something. It's an extra episode. It's like Final Fantasy four after years. Where it's like okay. a, I think it's actually a prequel, but I'm not sure. I don't really know. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, I want to play we'll three. find out for sure. Because uh, three looks looks good, I guess. It definitely does. So, but yeah, no, I guess maybe we should play. Because see, here's the thing: like we started this to talk about older games, and I'm not sure I want to go right from Kingdom Hearts three into Dragon Quest eleven, bro. Well, that's why I suggested that's uh, a dragoon. That one's hard to look at, though. Hard to look at. Yeah, no, like that one. That one, like it's it's like on the same level as um, like F. It's got the same like weird FF8 look to it. I don't know, but no, we can play Legend of Dragon. I guess it, I think it looks better than FF8. How long okay. is Legend of Dragon though? Like I don't want to commit to it till after we're done with seeing Kingdom Hearts three. It's four but... discs. It's. I think it's three or four discs because it came out. But uh, how long? Yikes. train let me mute my shit um, it says uh main story about 48 hours uh what's what's like uh completionist it says about 70 hours so i'd probably fall in like a 60 hour range apparently you can rush completionism if you have a guide or something i guess at 48 hours if you take your time some people said there's reported 120 hours i don't see how that's possible but okay because, like, it's a very linear type of game, though. Mm-hmm. You're extra shit, but you essentially go through each 
stage and then you complete one country or whatever, you pop a new disc in, you're in a new country kind of thing. Like, I don't remember there being too much side thing. Because see, right now you're like, man, I'd like to play Legend of Dragoon. Let's just see where we're sitting at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, okay. And just see well, what we're uh, like what's, your, what's your offering that you're thinking about? I don't know, man. I'm not really thinking hard about it. Like, I was thinking something short and sweet, like on the NES. Uh, maybe... Maybe do the original Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy 1, or... Um, we could do, like... Uh, I mean, we could do... I mean, really, whatever. I just hadn't really... There's nothing that I'm like, man, I want to play that um, right now. Okay. I was going to kind of, like, I mean, because, I mean, we could do, like, a, because if we want to start, we want to start off Season 5 with a bang, we do something like Final Fantasy 6 or Super Mario RPG, but, again, it's going to depend on how I feel when we get there. Because, like, I, I don't want to fall into this trap of planning out, like, eight months of fucking video games again. That's why. That's why we're not. We have. We both pick a thing we kind of want to play, and then whoever's turn to pick it is. That's what we pick. Yeah. So I mean, if it ends up being we're both looking at Dragon Quest Eleven, like, bro, gotta play it, gotta play it, and then we play it. Um, I just don't wanna. I don't want us to turn into the new RPG show. You know? No, I understand. So um, it's just a. I guess we wouldn't, cause I, like, there's nothing really on the horizon. After Kingdom Hearts three, that's looking super exciting. Definitely not RPG wise. I don't think. Not RPG wise, no. Because then we're getting ready to get into like the the slow time for for video game releases. Like, because after January, it's generally dead space for a couple months. Yeah. Because like that holiday load has been blown. So yeah, a couple things. You got Resident Evil coming out. Yeah, but it's not an RPG. Yeah, no. I'm just trying to think of like the games that are being released. Yeah, so it's Anthem. Maybe maybe it's when we decide we do our first uh re review where we revisit something we've played before and review it again. Okay. Cause I still think that's on the table. Like once yeah. we get into season five, like I'm not saying we do it all the time, but every once in a while we can we can revisit a game and do a follow up review, see if there's anything we missed the first time. I know this is uh, probably not time and place, but what if that's the, uh, a Patreon thing we offer up? If you want us to re-review a game, and make a suggestion, and we will do that. Could be. Could be. I also thought, uh, probably, again, not the time and the place. It's Before everybody freaks out, we're not, like, the Patreon is not a current thing, okay? It's just, we're evaluating methods to recoup and cover server costs because the Amazon affiliate link's great, and the PayPal it's only donation, like a month. and the yeah, and the PayPal donation thing is spotty. Like, I mean, if I come in, I'm like, "Hey guys, the thing we want to do, we need whatever." I'd have to keep like pushing people to go donate on PayPal, and I know it is, it is, it's a set it like Patreon's like a set it and forget it type thing, but I I don't again. It's just like a recoup server cost thing, and I want to be able to do that because I don't want time to come for this server to refresh or or um, 
me to redo that and me miss a fucking payment and everything go down and or me not be able to to up it for a couple months and then be like scrambling be like guys i need to get my yearly thing together i'd rather not be a thing i'd rather and inevitably when a fucking hard drive fails or something like that i'd like to just be able to not worry about it because <laughs> like currently right now all of this all of these fucking uh episodes are backed up on one hard drive and I just have the worst of nightmares what happens if that hard drive fails on me. Like, now I've got versions online. Like, I can just go re-download everything from the website. But, like, that's the raw, like, wave file. Like, gone. Like, there's no going back in. And not that I fix anything anymore anyway. But it just something, it just gives me anxiety. Like, the idea of those those being gone. You can't store it on, like, a Dropbox or something? Oh, it's so much space, Nick. That would be so expensive for more uh, more online space. Like, because at this point, this is what episode what ninety six apparently ninety six. That's um, not plus, counting bonus. That's not counting uh, mini episodes, bonus episodes, tabletop stuff. Um, all those in raw wave format are big files. Like, I mean, we're we're in the hundreds of gigs of data type space. So it's a lot. It is a lot. To buy a terabyte drive for that shit. Yeah, but I mean there are times when I don't eat lunch because my card would decline. Like I mean that's the life I'm living. So it's like yeah. uh, a terabyte hard drive is that's pricey. So Well now that thing's up to like four terabyte now, are they? Yeah, still pricey. Eight, some shit. I don't know. Well, I just meant comparatively, the one terabyte would be more efficient Uh-oh. or whatever to purchase. Uh-oh, you fucked up my shit. Yeah, I fucked up your shit. My bad. Whatever, it's time to kind of close it out. Yeah, anyway. we need to close this bitch out anyway. It's been two um, hours. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. We've just been kind of slowly rambling down this end here. So, um, I guess you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. You can send us an email, podcast at therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Fucking train tonight is unreal, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you can talk about the train. That's on Discord. Um, links to that are on the website. Uh, it's holiday time, so you're doing your Christmas shopping, and you're doing it on Amazon. We all know you are. Get that free uh, two-day shipping for Prime. Go on over to the website, click our Amazon affiliate link, Everything you buy after clicking that link, a small portion of that does come back to us. doesn't cost you anything extra. It comes right out of Jeff Bezos' pocket. He writes the check and sends it to me. Uh, I don't see why he writes me checks for five cents at a time, but he does. I like having Jeff Bezos' autographs sitting around, so what you going to do? Let's see. You can listen to our friends Blaine and James over at the Is It Worth It podcast. I do believe I'm going to be guesting on their episode about Ocarina of Time. I'm going to talk some uh, Zelda action over there. Um, and uh, don't forget the other dudes. Is it? Fuck. Oh, um, the RPG uh, role playing games cast with Joe and Tony. Over on RPG Games, or sorry, Role Playing Games Cast. I keep wanting to say RPG Games Cast. It's a different show. Role Playing Games Cast. Uh, you find them wherever that stuff is so on iTunes. It's just 
playing games cast. Um, cool dudes, they're just getting started. They're kind of more like a book club style, so they pick a point in the game and they get to it and discuss up to that point for each episode. Uh, so, yep. I think that's it. Oh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Those are important. Do that. We need some more of those. Fucking A. Come on now. Don't be stingy with your reviews. Wherever you find us, leave a review or a subscribe or a thing. Do the stuff, hey, and if the train is just relentless, it's relentless tonight. What is the? What are they doing? What are they? What? Are, what are they taking fucking orphans to Somalia over there? Jesus Christ! Wow, it's pretty fucking dark, man. Oh, that was probably dark. Yikes. In more ways than one. Hmm. Okay. Well. Anyway. Until next time. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Good morning, Vietnam.